Hi, I'm Naomi Shaven. Welcome to Axios Recap, where we cover one big story. Today is Monday, December 20th, and we're focused on Biden's immigration conundrum. As 2020 comes to an end, I've been talking to my Axios colleagues about the biggest stories in their beats and what they're watching heading into the new year. Today, I'm joined by Steph Kite, who covers immigration policy. Back on the campaign trail, President Biden made immigration a top priority. And so there were high expectations that Biden would roll back many of President Trump's signature policies, especially at the southern border, from building the wall to the zero tolerance policy that separated and detained children. But Biden's attempt at reform hasn't gone smoothly. It's been stop and start much of this year, and that's left immigration advocates disappointed. Meanwhile, politically, it's given Republicans plenty to run on heading into next year's midterm elections. In a moment, Steph Kite will bring us up to speed on exactly what the Biden administration has and has not done this year and how it's playing out at the U.S. southern border. We're joined now by Axios Politics reporter covering immigration and demographics, Steph Kite. Hi, Steph. Hi, Naomi. Let's start big picture. Could you describe the Biden administration's stance on immigration in this first year of his presidency? You know, that's kind of a complicated question, depending on who you're talking to. Because in a lot of ways, when you talk to immigration advocates, they were very hopeful going into the Biden administration. And they really do praise the Biden administration for having a more welcoming tone towards immigrants, especially compared to the Trump administration. But on the other end, there have been some pretty controversial policies that they have continued to enforce, especially when it comes to the southern border. So it sounds like there's been a shift in tone, but not really a huge shift in policy. Is that the shift that people were expecting after four years of the Trump administration? You know, I think, again, when you talk to a lot of Democrats or when you talk to immigration advocates, they are definitely disappointed and wanted to see more concrete action from the Biden administration. But they have also made some actual policy changes. For example, they've halted the border wall construction. They also ended the public charge rule, which was going to create kind of a wealth and health test for migrants applying for green cards coming to the U.S. So there have been some concrete actions taken to undo some of the Trump administration's policies. But certainly when it comes to the border in particular, and when it comes to immigration, a lot of people tend to pay attention to the border, the continued use of Title 42, that COVID-related policy allowing border officials to quickly turn back migrants at the border, as well as the now newly re-implemented Remain in Mexico policy. Those are two huge issues that have really infuriated a lot of advocates and Democrats that the Biden administration would be using them still. What is it like at the border today? Well, this year at the border has seen a lot of traffic. There were record levels of border crossings at various times throughout this year. The numbers have certainly declined recently, but still are pretty far above what is usual for this time of year. Earlier on in the year, there was an issue of large numbers of migrant kids, which is always a very difficult situation. And the Biden administration struggled to really find enough safe space to hold these kids. So that was an early issue. They did manage to get that under control, building more temporary spaces. And most recently, there's a new trend of migrants coming from further away countries, which poses a few difficulties, including the fact that some countries like Cuba and Venezuela make it very difficult for the U.S 
U.S. to return migrants to those countries. Do you think that those influxes or demographic shifts have to do with policy and this more welcoming tone that's been set? Or are those trends really influenced by other factors? That really is the million-dollar question, and lots of people have lots of different opinions on that. And, you know, the experts that I talk to who have studied migration trends over long periods of time have very nuanced answers. I think when you talk to politicians, Republicans will say, you know, it's all Biden's fault, the policies he's put in place and the welcoming tone he's struck. If you talk to Democrats, they'll talk about it only being these really devastating conditions in home countries, the fact that there is poverty and violence, you know, gang violence and all these other political unrest issues. And when you talk to experts who kind of look at this in a more nuanced way, they'll say that it's a little bit of both, right? They're already facing all these other situations. And now there's a more welcoming person in the U.S. That can be an incentive. And policies certainly do play a role in in pulling migrants to the U.S. border as well. What are the numbers like right now at our southern border? Well, Border Patrol made nearly 1.7 million arrests of immigrants illegally crossing the U.S.-Mexico border in fiscal year 2021, and that was the highest number on record. There are a couple reasons for those high numbers, one of which is there has been an increase in migrants attempting to cross the U.S.-Mexico border multiple times, and a lot of people attribute that to the Title 42 policy. So what would happen is border officials would encounter migrants crossing the border illegally and immediately turn them back to Mexico under Title 42. But then later on, those people could just try to cross again. And so that has been one contributor to the high numbers. It's not necessarily that there were that many people crossing, but that people were crossing multiple times. Regardless, it's still very high traffic numbers, but that is one caveat to that data. Let's talk about the Remain in Mexico policy that was instituted under Trump. It was reversed under Biden and then Biden reinstituted it. Why did that happen and what has the reaction been? The Biden administration was forced to restart the Remain in Mexico policy because of a federal court order. Um, that's something that they have continued to point to. And it's important to note that the administration is also trying to end the program again. So it's kind of this weird situation where the administration is both working to restart the program and looking at ways to make it more humanitarian, working with Mexico, trying to get them on board, while at the same time, there are other people in administration working to actually end it a proper way that will be accepted by the courts. So that's really the reason why we're seeing this policy start. Again, the administration continues to say that it's not a program they want to be enforcing, yet at the same time, they are enforcing it. Vice President Kamala Harris was very publicly put in charge of fixing the situation at the border. I'm curious how that's gone and what she's done. Yeah, you're right. Earlier this year, the president put Vice President Kamala Harris in charge of dealing with the situation at the border. And her office has you know, been pretty clear that her role has mostly been working with Central American nations, Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador, as well as Mexico, on ways to fix the systemic issues in those countries that lead people to leave. So that's really where her focus has been, more so on ways the U.S. can come alongside these countries and invest in these countries and work diplomatically versus coming up with policy solutions on the U.S.-Mexico border and enforcement side. Um, we've certainly seen this be an area where Kamala Harris has faced a lot of criticism from the right, where they really do try to pin her to this problem. It is something that she was placed in charge of, but 
it's such a complex issue and there's no one solution. And so it was kind of a no-win situation for her to be handed, especially politically. Immigration is always a politically tough issue. It seems safe to assume that how she handles the situation is going to impact her political future and turning more broadly to the political future and thinking about immigration. I'm curious how you think that immigration is going to play out in the midterms next year, since immigration is always a campaign policy issue that comes up. Well, we've certainly already seen Republicans really jump on this issue. If you just look at the kinds of ads and messaging we're seeing from Republican candidates and Republican campaign arms already, immigration is one of their top issues. They see the fact that we've seen such high numbers at the border as something that they can really nail Biden over. And so we know that that's something that they're going to be um, addressing. On the Democratic side of things, they tend to steer away from a lot of immigration talk, but it will be interesting to see whether they do manage to pass protections for undocumented immigrants in the Build Back Better package, and if that's something that they campaign on in some states and in some districts, whether they use that as a way to show that they care about immigrants and whether that's going to be effective in certain communities and getting voters to turn out. Steph Kite, thanks so much for joining us. We'll keep an eye out for your reporting heading into next year. Thanks for having me, Naomi. Welcome back. This is one of the last episodes of Axios Recap. But as you know, we have an awesome morning news show, Axios Today, hosted by Nyla Boodoo. We've been dropping episodes in this feed, and we have a really special treat for you all. Nyla will be in conversation with Barack Ravid, a reporter in Tel Aviv, about the third season of How It Happened. I think you'll really enjoy hearing this conversation between Nyla and Barack. And if you haven't already, make your way over to the Axios Today feed and subscribe. You'll get caught up each day on the biggest stories, and you'll hear great interviews with our reporters and editors, including Steph Kite, all in 10 minutes or less. Before I go, I just want to say again, thank you so much for listening. It's been a great run on this show, and we're really excited to bring you the news you need to know and new stories in new ways in 2022. That's all from me. I'll be back tomorrow with another Axios Recap. 